so this was a very eye-opening experience and I you know work on transcending a victim mentality and take ownership that I decided to do this so why would I do this for the yeah if I can say I have never met uh, Miss Cushing and I do not even understand how you can go down a rabbit hole as a supposed conspiracy theorist as a teen she's a reformed teen conspiracy theorist and actually do some digging and not find that there is a shadowy government so that's just all bs if you i would say just a little tip if you're going to go out to try to understand a topic maybe you should meet your subjects because she never met with me i never met with joe berlinger i never met with any of these people that got together on a stage at the atlantic festival in dc last week to find out that the entire event festival was brought to you by pfizer welcome to business game changers i'm sarah westall I am bringing Marianne Henning to the program. She is a great journalist. She's the one that did Vanishing of the Bees and brought that whole concept to the consciousness of the world about the bees and the importance of them. And I was really angry because she was led to believe that the Atlanta, Atlantic, Atlantic, that's who it is, I was really angry because she was led to believe that a, I don't remember what, what group it was that came to her. She'll have to explain the whole story, but it was people, someone she knew, and it was led to believe that they were going to create a documentary to show kind of two sides of the story, why people believe in this, the, what, you know, she believes in, and then kind of talk about the other side. And, and it, she thought it would be a, um, something to help people understand more what's going on. Instead, they set them up, set her up to make her look like a fool, like a conspiracy theorist. The Atlantic was behind it. She never knew, was never told they were behind it. When they did the premiere of this documentary, it was a six-part series, uh, Pfizer sponsored the event, and the people in the documentary weren't invited. I mean, they like put them up and then didn't invite them and they made fun of them the whole time. And the idiot that they put up there as a journalist, like she was so experienced, has like no credibility whatsoever. The good part of this is their six-part series on Peacock, it ran on Peacock, totally flopped. It didn't, people realize what they were doing. But the reason I wanted to bring her on is to give people an idea of behind the scenes, how much they manipulate people and take advantage of people for their own benefit and how they spun things from, for propaganda purposes. It was so icky. And I got to tell you, I was angry. So I called them some names during this. I usually don't. I keep my cool, but they took advantage of one of my friends and I saw firsthand I couldn't watch this whole thing because it was so icky and so such a lie and so I, that's what you see for me you see anger for me and um I think it's it's proper to have anger because these people did this to you know a friend of mine and they do it to people all the time and they use it for propaganda purposes she was put on the front cover of episode one and um luckily it was such a flop that they aren't able to really 
use it that much. I mean, they're such idiots. And it backfired on them, and all the comments were so negative. And thank God people are more awake. And the people who are awake were the ones who were mad like me and commenting. The people who aren't awake were kind of sitting back just thinking about things. And so they're not the ones commenting. So it's it was it was really good. But that's why I wanted to bring her on to she's you know we let's turn this into a good journalistic event and that we can help turn help people understand what's really behind this so i i um i'm hoping you get a lot out of this everything i do i hope people get something out of it we had a good conversation she's a friend of mine so we had a good conversation about this and that's why i got angry i also want to tell you she has a really great site you know honey colony site where she sells wonderful products she's trained in holistic health and she's also healed herself. And so she has all these great products and I sell some of her products to help her because she's been canceled everywhere. And she has such great things that she offers to people. And so I have the Silver Excelsior that's the best on the market, it really is. If you go to my website, sarahwestall.com, under shop, you'll see her products under Honey Colony. I'll have links to them below and um, I just really welcome you to check them out. If you silver excelsior, if you antibiotics, it's a natural, better way to get antibiotics because we know that our that people are rejecting the antibiotics out there. Plus, ninety eight percent, something like that. It's really high, ninety eight around there, come out of China, and with the supply chains breaking down, and it's just so important to have it in your medicine cabinet. And so that's another, I'll have the link to that below, and then I'll have a link to my shop page. And I'll remind you, go to sarahwestall.com under shop, and you can find her Honey Colony products. You can find everything else that I offer there as well. Sign up for my newsletter while you're there, and let's get into this wonderful and hard conversation with Marianne Henning. Hi, Marianne. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I know this is kind of hard because you just come off of having a hit piece done on you. Um, the hit, it's a series, supposedly a documentary series, which is a joke called Shadowland. And it was put out by the Atlantic and I don't know who else was in it. They, they never told you the Atlantic was involved. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that, but it's a really good example of how they do propaganda and how they take people and take things out of context, lie and take advantage of people. And so even though you're the subject of this, we are turning this into a good piece of journalism. And um, so I applaud yes. you for having the courage to do that. Can you first talk about what the Shadowland is? And, and then I want to hear how you got involved. Why in the world did you do it? Yes, <laughs> that's a very good question, which I do have an answer to. I, I want to commend myself for my courage and for taking risks in life. Also, as a journalist of 25 plus years, I've often reported a la Hunter S. Thompson, where I put myself in the story. And so this was a very eye-opening experience. And I you know, work on transcending a victim mentality and take ownership that I decided to do this. So why would I do this? For the people that 
are familiar with my work and for my colleagues, they know that I am tar a targeted individual. It's one thing to be censored, but it's another to go after my livelihood. And that includes being persecuted by the FDA, FTC, DOJ as part of Operation Quack Hack. And so the underlying thrust was like, I refuse to be silenced and any publicity is good publicity, which Trump is one of many who has said. And, and so I didn't anticipate for what they did as a response, which I'll get to. So I was approached by a producer, Tanya um, Rashid, that was at a screening of Vanishing of the Bees when she was still a student. And so arguably looking to me uh, as, a, as a mentor or she went on to work for Vice and I was tracking her career and how it was taking off. And I was noting about Vice, which started from started out of Montreal, Canada, which is where I'm from and was a magazine at first that I read and uh, was fond of. And, and so over the years, I saw it devolve like so many publications, right, that have become basically propaganda machines. She was she was asking, she was going to a medical freedom event. And, and this is my world where I've been part of since 2012, 2012 covering vaccines. So I was starting to tell her, go meet this person, meet this person. And being more like a consultant, but I'm also a producer. And then I was approached. And then I told them my boyfriend is Zach Voorhees, a Google whistleblower. They had not heard of him. And this was during the coronavirus. I had to sign off, for instance, they were coming to our house and uh, taking our temperature. I had to sign a release. They were all wearing masks. Well, what did they say? Oh well, yes, what sorry. Did they so say they were gonna do. No, I understand. So yeah, they came and they started filming you. But what did they give you a pr proposal? Yeah. Like say, hey, we want to cover your life story, or what did they want to do? So the objective Shadowland was to look at a group of people that believe that there's a shadow government. Which with every passing day, it's like, really, are you in the minority, or are you living under a rock that you do not see this? So. It was under that premise that they would do justice to my story, but they made me a caricature. So of course, we so, okay, signed hold on. Stop. Really, yeah. Who did yeah, you think you yeah. were working with? Because you thought you were working with this yeah. this girl and from Vice, and like the Atlantic, you well, never knew radical they were media. Okay, so you thought it was I radical. I personally was. Okay, go ahead. Media for the Peacock for the Peacock Channel, which is the streaming equivalent for NBC, which is ironically where I started my career at MSNBC when I came to the United States. So there was no mention of The Atlantic. The Atlantic is a magazine that I aspired to write for when I was a journalism student and didn't know it was CIA or Tavistock um, propaganda. Which machine. it is which it is, which we have yes. enough evidence now to show that it is. So the Atlantic was behind this and they didn't disclose that to you. And we know it's, it's a, a CIA machine, propaganda machine. 
And the front of this was Peacock and what what did you all say? And Radical what Radical what? Media was the production company and Joe Berlinger, who is a respected filmmaker, who's a colleague, Joe, you're a colleague. You're not above me. And they I doubt you like ever that. looked at my body at work. Right. So well, they, and that's what I want to, I want to go ahead. Yeah. And that, that's what I wanted to say, talk about. Um, Cause I want you to, I want you to get your story out here and what it really, what you were presented and how they use people. But one thing that I really clearly saw right away and how they, they totally set it up as yeah. you guys were conspiracy theories theorists and you were confused and how could people be so lost and then they had somebody who was an atlantic journalist who believed in conspiracy theorists when she was a teenager and now she's evolved and grown out of that silly viewpoint and <laughs> they, they filmed her yeah it was a joke but they but this is how they did the propaganda that's how they set up the entire yes. series and they filmed her like she was an expert. I mean, right. I don't know what makes her an expert. There was nothing about her just because she was a teenager at some point that believed in some conspiracies that we never even, they never disclosed. And suddenly she's an expert, but it didn't matter because it was how they recorded her and made it look. And so if somebody isn't careful and uh, isn't keen to understanding how they do these, these kind of mind games, they would fall right into this their trap well yeah if i can say i have never met miss um, cushing and i do not even understand how you can go down a rabbit hole as a supposed conspiracy theorist as a teen she's a reformed teen conspiracy theorist and actually do some digging and not find that there is a shadowy government. So that's just all BS. If you see her as an intuitive and someone who, who minored in psychology, you can see her body language and she is not authentic in any way, shape or form. And again, I would say just a little tip, if you're gonna go out to try to understand a topic, maybe you should meet your subjects because she never met with me. I never met with Joe Berlinger. I never met with any of these people that got together on a stage at the Atlantic Festival in DC last week to find out that the entire event festival was brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, it was a big hit piece. I mean, it doesn't approve of the point. And I pray to people to be able to use discernment. What I'm really upset about, I want to be remembered for the fruits of my labor and for, you know, the, Jason Burmis made this point because I guess they had approached him and he turned them down. Mickey Willis was also approached and he turned them down. So it's easy to judge and it it's, it's not, I'm not a dummy. I, I knew... But for instance, the, when the mic was on, I didn't realize that they were picking up, like I often have a underlying B track of commentary, which is uh, kind of tongue in cheek and sarcastic. And I, I want to just also say for me personally, I have very many facets. I'm a, a little bit of a chameleon. 
depending who I'm with um, different facets as an empath, which is not just woo-woo crap that I'm, I'm sharing. I've noticed that. I also have a high EQ and self-awareness. So I know I, I'm mortified at some of the ways in which they edited the sections and did not, you know, they underplayed my my documentary film. Do you know how difficult it is to spend five years on a documentary that is a beautiful documentary that has won tons of awards that's translated in 13 languages and was integral in raising the consciousness and awareness of the honeybees, our food supply, and more so how big ag is slowly poisoning us all. So it's it's very frustrating, and I did leave a vitriolic message to Joe Berlinger, who started following me on Instagram, and um, he invited me to do a uh, Zoom call with him. So I when? will take him up on that offer. Okay. I don't know. I didn't set it. I didn't set it up, Sarah. I don't know if he would be willing to go on my show. Truth lives here. Um, he told me he wouldn't want me to be vitriolic. And I agree. I, I want to be, I'm allowed to be upset. This I'll is my show with you too. And say, okay, yeah, what, do you want to moderate? Yeah, do I'll moderate and say, okay, why did you do this? And why did you set it up? They set, set it up to, to plant in people's minds what you were before somebody could make the judgment about you themselves. And then they cut exactly. and then they cut the material to prove their point. And then they use comments from that idiot journalist who has no no credentials on her own to hammer it into the audience. And my point is, is I want to say one more thing, and I think you said this earlier. Any journalist yes. worth yes. their salt would know some facts about what was going on. I read an article by the Chicago Tribune that did a review yes. of this Shadowland documentary. And they talked about conspiracy theorists and how they, they never, this is what they said, quote, they never present any evidence, never. And that, yes. they said that. And then they said, never, ever. And I, and you know, I could, I almost did an article, hold, I almost did an article rebutting that, showing them all the Pfizer documents that they tried to hide for 75 years and all the facts and proof and on and on. And so any journalist worth a crap that has any kind of integrity knows <laughs> yeah. that what they said was a lie. So that was another propaganda paid hit piece. On, and then in that case, they did a hit on Zach Voorhees, but my point, because he, he was the picture on the front of that, they're trying to bring you two down and bring everybody else down. They also picked people to go with you who I didn't, I only, only watched two thirds of the first episode because I could tell right away, this is absolute garbage, but I needed to, I needed to um, watch enough to be able to do this interview. And I maybe should have watched more, but I just couldn't bring yeah. myself to. But I noticed that the person that yeah, they yeah. put in there, which was a pizza owner who was a great person, but she was, they presented her as if she was yeah. an uneducated individual. And she should be mad at that too. I don't know how she feels, but they put that in her, like she was a bumbling um, 
country hick and then put her by you guys. Yeah. And it was very sad to watch how they did this to people. And I do know that the response um, from people, the overwhelming response is negative because people read through this BS. They know this was a hit. The majority. It's, it's a it's a caricature it's very two-dimensional i didn't even consider how they would cut against other characters that are in the story and um, whether they're legitimate um pauline bauer i think is the woman's name and uh, my heart goes out to her to to face i don't know how it ends because i i haven't watched it yet i i think that i need to do it in um in doses but i want to say that what i didn't anticipate because there was a prior little clip um, from someone else that was from the left woke media and it went viral sarah and then i did an instagram what live clip and went it, for viral? The first time, what? it was on new year's it was on new year's eve yeah and i was in miami and I was by myself. I had just danced. I'm a dancer. I wasn't, I was completely sober, but I was pumped up. And I saw a guy in the Hawaiian shirt. And I said, are you doing a man on the street? And I grabbed the microphone. And I said, pandemic, sheeple. I'm not a prostitute. I'm not a parrot. I reversed lupus. I'm 40, 48. And it went viral. They tried to make me look cuckoo, but it bounced in their face. It had 5.1 million views. I went to do Instagram live and I had 4,000 people. And I'm like, this is the way it should be. And which sounds arrogant, but usually, you know, the next day literally can no longer do Instagram live back to, and then after a month of being in, you're back to being in the black hole. Poor people. Back to four. One uh, and another. <laughs> That's how very I feel. important. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a uh, disappeared person, but go ahead. Unperson, unpersoned, um, digitally assassinated. Um, digitally assassinated. I was working on the attacks from big, big pharma when I started debuting my my CBD in 2016 before everyone and their mother, because I'm in the future and I'm a visionary. And I wasn't working on branding myself, which is what I wanted to do. I got my first strike on YouTube over CBD in 2017. And now it's illegal. And so... And everybody under the and sun. And now it's legal. It was yeah. always legal. I know. Yes. And it's made poor. It's made poorly. It's not made with quality. I'm about quality. I'm about striving for excellence. Anyway, I want to share that what I did not anticipate is my bad, that there would be a consorted effort to keep my name and Zach's name, at least I, I can only speak for those me and, and him out of the media, because typically there would be press releases, wires that go out. I know I've worked in a newsroom and then the smaller media channels would interview us and our story would get out. But the one supposed journalist who wrote about Shadowland spelled my name and Zach's name wrong. 
This is not by accident because the rule number one, as a journalist, I am taught, get the name right. Second of all, yeah, they're not very good journalists. Let's face has it. reached out. No, of course not. That's that's that goes without they saying. They don't even care all about these journalism. fact checkers. All these that it was a psyop. It was no, they're appropriate. But it keep going what you were saying because I don't want to cut you off. I just had to throw that in there because those guys are they're jokes. Yes. They're they're clowns. Yes. They're a caricature of what they claim they are. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, it's quite disgusting, all of it. But think about it, Sarah. I anticipated, I, I am an authentic person, anyone that has discernment. I thought they told me we would feature your story. They your did work. tell you that. They, they lied to you. Oh, yes. They lied to yes. you. They positioned me as a grifter. When they're grifting off of me, and my image. Oh yeah, they, they're grifters. And, and I, Pfizer, I, who was the sponsor, made billions of dollars killing people and lying about their trying to hide it, going to, to court, trying to hide the truth for 75 years. Who's the biggest grifter on the planet? Those guys are making billions. I mean, and the rest of us are making a living if we can, and they're calling us grifters. Holy cow. Absolutely. I get that's the thing I get the worst about is is when they turn around and point fingers that legitimate journalists or legitimate people trying to do the best they can say that they're stealing, taking advantage of people, making money and grifting. And they are the biggest grifters on the planet. Pfizer, who sponsored this. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And that's that's what what that was part the inversion tactics is part of Operation Quack Hack. May, may I remind everyone that Mark Grenon, he called me from jail this morning, but we got disconnected. They denied another motion, has been in jail, is still in jail as part of Operation Quack Hack and chlorine dioxide, which was another thing that during, during the shooting of this, I got involved and ended up organizing a prison protest in Miami and found out that Christopher Key, vaccine police, was also helping Mark Grenon. So organically, they had two of their characters meeting. And so as a producer, put my producer hat and said, you have two characters in yours. You have to come to this prison protest, wanting the world to see that this man and this family who's been donating have also been targeted, are political prisoners. Their motion was just dismissed. Excuse me, they were, are, sorry. I was going to say, and for the, the liars and whores that they are, they call chlorine dioxide bleach because they're too stupid to know that chemically it's something different and that the military, the Navy used it for Ebola uh, Dr. Yes. Kalker in Switzerland went through phase three trials, showed zero side effects, and it cured yes. 100% of the COVID in the patients, unlike Pfizer's, which killed people, damaged people, and didn't doesn't cure people. Chlorine dioxide, which is not bleach, because they're not idiots, actually helps. And so and anybody that calls it bleach is a lying whore. And is saying something because it saves a lot. It saves lives. 
they lie. And anyway, go ahead. Let's be honest. I'm just tired West, of these people. No, don't put, Western medicine. Are you kidding me? How many and and in our environment, the food that is adulterated. How many completely poisonous toxins are being imbibed by the American people? And we're the sickest sickest nation on the planet, given our supposed advances. Well, and that I. I don't know how you can trust anything so just, coming out of Pfizer when there are people I being don't. murdered by their vaccine. It's very clear. I still saw an ad where an eight-year-old was talking about getting her vaccine shot because she wants to protect her baby brother. And there is any, is there even any incidences of a single child, baby boy, girl, whatever, dying from COVID? as a baby no nothing you're, you're way more likely to get hit by lightning these grifters are lying to everyone and then um doing what they can to smear people if there's anything that should be illegal it should be that we should be going after these people and locking them up for mass murder for slaughtering millions for lying and defrauding the american people and we're allowing this to happen. But you, we are turning this into a learning experience. I'm more mad than you yes. because you're trying to stay rational. No, I, so I I'm guess pretty, I'm mad for I'm you. Pretty... Yeah, you can't show. I mean, you have to be balanced. Oh, I was, I can't, I, I told you I needed, you needed to wait 24 hours because I didn't want you to come on and be an emotional basket case. It looks like maybe I needed to wait a week because I'm mad. And I probably would have been, Maybe I wouldn't have been as mad, but the, it keeps the more I think about it, the more it makes me mad that they do this to people. And now they did it to somebody that I know well, and I know who you are and what your character is. And so anytime they hurt somebody that I personally know, and they lied and cheated and stole your stole from you, and they stole your time, they, they smeared your character, you should be able to sue them and get millions. And it's, I mean, I'm sorry. But I Go have to take responsibility i have to take yes, responsibility sarah i'm super grateful as an empath what happens if i'm gaslit or there's negative emotion i'm very in a bubble so what happens is i start seeing myself through cruel eyes and cruel words instead of knowing in my heart First of all, again, it was, it's been a very prickly two years. I'm the person that's like, oh, there's a big fat elephant in the room. Is anyone going to talk about it? That's me. We need people like me yes, we do. to speak out because other people are sheeple. They are. They won't so speak out. Do you, like nothing was given to me. I don't come from a trust fund baby. I come, this is not even my country of origin. I'm five foot five on a good day. I have to speak loud. You're taller than me. To stand my ground. You're taller than me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> five foot five, you're pretty tall. No, I, I'm five three <laughs> on a good day with shoes on. But I, but then ahead. Exactly. I say five five on a good day. But, but that then it's like i'm not a six foot tall uh, guy like i have to stand for myself and i will stand for myself i don't know if i was you know in another life but in this life i've had to work 
card. Nothing's been given to me. And if someone looks at my resume and sees what I've accomplished, which is all I care about instead of this drama-rama, which I, you know. Well, you're a human being. I, I, I mean, how many people at. Well, I would tell you two many, things. Okay, hold on a second. How many yeah. people in their personal life, if they followed you around, how long did they were following you around? I can't believe you even let them do this. But they were following you around. How how many hours per day were they with you following you around? It was over five months. And, and just to also preface that I started my career in the mainstream. I've worked on reality television. There was one show where my job was to find wedding planners and I'm not typical and I would personally no offense I would never spend all these thousands of dollars and whatever so there it was like my second day on the job and this big wig reality big brother or producer came in and he's like so what's your favorite reality show and I said um to be honest I'd rather read <laughs> in two hours I was I was fired. Oh, really? But I was put on because I'm because I'm good. I got put on another, another. I got put on the wedding planner. I was on another vapid reality show. So I know how it works to a certain extent, but I believed what I was told, and I thought when they said we're going to focus on you, I didn't think it was just going to use baby pictures of me. Um, there was another point that I wanted to say. Oh, so on two occasions, I'm seen crying. All right. So I want to just, if yeah. I may, defend myself because the context is that the 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 cameras, may, something happened before then and I was ensnared is the best. So I was at the Bulletproof Conference that's Dave Asprey. I consider myself as a functional yep. medicine coach and consultant on top of being a journalist and an entrepreneur yep. that I have a background in functional medicine. And I'm all about optimizing biology, not eradicating the immune system. So I was in Miami and the crew was over my shoulder. And luckily, like to me, if the camera's there or not, I'm myself. I'm not wearing masks on top of masks. And so I was speaking to a woman that helped with the PR and I was waiting to, to interview for five minutes, Dave Asprey, who have interviewed many times before and been on his show. So it was some young chick and she was running the cafe. Now, Bulletproof Cafe is all about, you know, nutrition. And so I said, you know, this was around the time that I escaped China because I became a second class citizen. So I said, how does it work? You have to ask people for their vaccine card when they come to the cafe. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. <laughs> and she went away. Yeah. And I was yeah. just being myself comes back and they say, you are not going to be allowed to interview Dave Asprey. Now, was that planned? I don't know. When I saw the way they cut it, so I started crying because I have severe cancel PTSD. They've closed my bank. They've closed my Venmo, my PayPal, my YouTube, my Twitter. They come after my company and I'm sensitive to all this rejection. So 
I said to the crew, wait a second, you didn't even know who the F Dave Asprey was before I told you about him. You get to interview him and I'm sent away. So I had a moment where I cried because I'm not a robot, a robot. Okay. That was the second time I'm in an undisclosed location. I did not want to tell them where I was. I, I was suffering from focus issues due to the mold that's way too complex to explain to them and I got gaslit by a doctor I wanted to take one medication and he said no it seems like you're you're instructing me I even recorded this doctor you could find it on the on my gab channel because I was like he started gaslighting me so I took the medication for three days and I later, this is my bad, saw that it can impact and bring on fear and sadness. It literally says that on the, on the, so I was not, and, and I was, you know, Zach had broken up with me via text and I was off speaking to someone on speakerphone because my cell was, uh, the, the headphones were not working. And I was speaking to someone about 10 past ozone to help me with my focus and get this out. And by the way, I have lab reports that show that I have mold. This is not something I'm just making, making up. So the, one of the producers interjected and said to the guy started doing a verbal release, like to be able to record this conversation. And I said, Hey, uh, I, I want to talk to you about what this is out of protection for him. Yeah. Right. And um, actually having mindfulness and it turned into lose my number i'm gonna get a lawyer don't ever call me again and that was with i got upset it, that was the crew so you and you ended and that was on the show was it you uh okay no 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 this is not on the show this is what caused me I, i'm explaining what because they catch me crying over okay. zach okay and so i'm explaining what happened i said and i got upset and i said this is the second time you guys botch i'm already have canceled ptsd this is two times that your presence botches a relationship a, a an incident right so i was angry and then right. they came of course they didn't air that in the episode and then they so now i'm crying i'm crying and then they say but they got that part okay so then they said so Zach said that you defamed him. And then I started crying. And then I asked them, I showed them the medication. I sent them an image of the side effects. I told them, and then she said, the producer, Tanya, I know that you didn't seem like yourself because I'm always like, no matter what, I can crack a joke. Um, I'm see the, uh, try to see the positive in something. And uh, I told them, please do not use this footage. And they used it. And then there's another time where they're picking up my commentary and I, they're not with me. And then they use that and they, they juxtapose What do you mean it. they're picking up your commentary when they weren't with you and then they used it? I have, I, I have the microphone on me and I say something to myself i'm commentating out loud out of frustration and then the way they cut cut it they're picking up my sound when i'm they're not 
it's not like there's a interview. Yeah, where were they? Were they by you when you said that and you were doing something? We were at that. No, they were not by me. They 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 were shooting me from from an angle. I did not know. I was I was filming. Zach was speaking on a panel, and I was. I was interviewing them and they were talking about censorship. And so I said out loud, why am I not up there? Because I am frustrated because I want to be recognized for my work and my wisdom and what I want to share and educate. There's a bite where Zach says, Miriam loves me. And then the next sentence they cut is Miriam wants to be famous. I have never in my life said, I want to be famous. But you want your work. To I be, have said you want your work to be acknowledged. I want to be recognized. My work. Yes. I'm just focused on. I just want to do the content. And I've realized that all of these channels, I'm capped. We, we both I am are. Capped. Yeah, we all are. I'm I capped. Know. Yeah. It, so, so it, it's like constantly playing sophisticates. I know because how you're not a hard re- you work, the caliber of your work. I was going to say, maybe because we're not rep- hardcore Republicans no. either. I mean, we're just journal trying to just get information out there, but we're not taking a side necessarily. And they want people who take sides. I don't know. But say what you're going to say. No, I think you're right on the money. No, I think I think you're right on the money. And I've been told for me, well, Miriam, like I said, you know, I, I'm I can't be put in a box. I'm just like the bees. They don't like to be put in a, a box. And I'm not on either side. And someone who helps me with branding said that's the problem. We don't people don't know where to categorize you. And at this point in the game, I believe you shouldn't be categorized as a journalist, but go ahead. Oh, that's a good, that's a good point. It should be, it should be, uh, it should be neutral. Although of course I have more leanings now towards conservative thinking, but I'm at the point where I believe it's all divide and conquer perpetually. And this goes back to Tavistock, which I want to tell your audience, this book is $5,000 on Amazon. So I went out and I found the PDF. Why is it $5,000? Because it has legit information that people should read. So they don't want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you read this book, it's all laid out. The Woodstock, Counterculture, Margaret Mead, Adels Huxley, Beatles, you name it. It's all divide and conquer. So just to read to your audience, the Tavistock Institute for Human Relations had a profound effect on the moral, spiritual, cultural, political, and economic policies of the United States of America and Great Britain. It has been in the front line of the attack on the U.S. Constitution and state constitution. The It began with the Wellington House in 1913, then went on to be officially Tavistock, which, by the way, the other day I covered Travis Scott and I was like, oh, my God, I bet you that's a play on Tavistock because that was an experiment. It's not that's not an accident. So, you know, in regards to Edward Bernays, who is the double nephew of Sigmund Freud, who part of also Tavistock. So I. The founding of the world's premier brainwashing institute. If you guys don't, because one of, I get visions, I get words. If someone wants to say it's woo woo, but what I was being shown 
Sarah is pages being, being passed out. And these are the Intel script writers. These are the Intels. Of course, it permit, um, it, um, it, it seeps into the movies, the TV shows. It's all consorted. I would go as far as to say the release of Shadowland is strategic in tandem with the FBI raid in tandem, tandem the with upcoming yep. elections. Of course. That yeah, you're absolutely right. And I and I think you also would bring yeah. and I a lot of left leaning you would you would bring a be able to bridge between the left and the right and bridge and break down that divide and conquer. And I, I think I'm in that boat too. I think there's a lot of us that are like, we don't I'm not buying into this crap. And they don't like that even more than what we're saying because they're okay with people who are hardcore on either side right. but not somebody that says wait a minute guys this is ridiculous let's unite over these yes. causes because this affects all of us yes and there's other people um, that i've listened to that were from the get-go even two years ago not toting any side and saying that it's all political theater and I would say that, you know, I don't have hate for even Joey B. And I don't want to have hate for anyone. And I said firmly that in the end, Trump represented the Constitution and we, the people, and knowing also how maligned he is, Trump, Alex Jones, also that trial, the timing of it, the circus clown aspect of it all. Like, for instance, they're having a sidebar, which is supposed to be kept. It's They're whispering out loud while everyone can hear. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's all planned. Yes. So Alex Jones is us. Trump is us in these Masonic rituals in even in a lot of rituals you imbibe the energy into one person this is what they did with george floyd he was a an accumulation of all the real events that signify yeah. police brutality or racism because the system i believe is racist because now maurice lester hall who i thought was a scumbag i'm speaking to his family he's in jail cps has taken his his child away i see how the system sets you up to fail and i would say it is racist they don't but or classist that it's now about whether you have money you can buy justice it's just it might us. be a class thing and we or, or there there are um there are stereotypes that we end up putting everybody in you know and you know, I just did a show with somebody from Sweden and she was a journalist and she was representing men who were accused of abusing their children. And there was a, there was a streak of time where women were wives were accusing men of abusing their children so they could keep custody and all this stuff. Sure. There were men who really do. I mean, we're not going to say that doesn't happen. But there were all these false claims. And then because everybody just automatically believes a woman, like she's suddenly 
you know, we're like, well, women are bad news too, right? And because she suddenly believed, they didn't go after and look at the truth behind whether these men really did this or not. They didn't bother to look at the, and so she went and and defended them and she got claimed for doing that. And my point is, and bring it back to what you were saying, is that we tend to make stereotypes about everyone and the system. And that might be why Rumble, you know, only two women are in the top list is because we tend to listen to men more. I don't know. We got to get over these stumbling blocks so that there isn't um, biases built into the system where people really do get hurt. What and we got to take our veils off and look at what the truth really is. And all of us, every single one of us, is hurt when that happens. I just used an example of where men are falsely accused of rape and everything else. And but for the men who do commit those right. rapes, let's freaking yeah. nail them. The Me Too yeah, movement, yeah, the Me Too movement, and some of the men that got taken down deserve Which to be is... taken down, but not a where... lot of other guys. It's just. Do it right. Be legit. <laughs> Stop making stereotypes. I, I was bringing it up. I, well, and virtue, virtue signaling. I, I was bringing up the Me Too because a lot of women ruined the careers and lives, livelihoods of men by being as vengeful. And, and now vengeance is the new justice. And so... You know, to bring it back to, I really believe it's not what happens to you, but what you do with what happens to you. And like I said, I personally have many different facets. I'm a chameleon. I like that about myself. And I also know that we are humans and we err. We make mistakes. This is, but do we learn? And so I say, and I believe wholeheartedly, I'm not the same person I was an hour ago. I grow every single day. I've almost died several times. I had a near-death experience. And I know personally that I am an old soul that's come back many times and that I do not want to squander my life. I wake up every single morning and I say, please, God, let me be in service. And now under the Rona regime, I go to bed and I say, thank you. I give gratitude for everything in my life and you know this will be a teaching because I do not want to show up in the world as a victim I do not I know that with my high high EQ I really I I encourage people to cultivate self-awareness mindfulness when I'm coaching with functional medicine the coaching aspect is more really looking at your habits, looking at what motivates you, asking questions, and it is steeped in positive psychology. So I do not respond very well to negative emotion. And I'm not a robot. And I don't want to be a robot. And now it's this very interesting, this very interesting juxtaposition of eliciting emotional responses like when we saw again with George Floyd the retaliation that occurred and applauding that or giving credence to it but yet there are cases 
of legitimate victimization. I am legitimately yes. yeah. a targeted yeah. individual. But it's not I'm like on the floor, like, oh, just let it happen or just being passive. I and I really I I I pray, you know what's missing is wisdom, is reminding people this is a spiritual battle. This is a test. And like I've said, maybe I've shared it with you before. I was speaking to my mom and she's like, Mary, do you pray? And I'm like, mommy, do not question my faith because I have not forsaken my God-given immune system for a jab from hell like you have. So please don't judge me. I pray all day. I, I speak to God and I thank God. I believe the gratitude, which I didn't always have after I was four years in chronic illness after being hit by a SUV and dragged 50 feet, that gratitude is alchemical. And I really pray that people look at their shadow and practice forgiveness for the self, for others. That's what I want to be remembered for. And that's what I want to espouse. Wisdom from a spiritual point of view not only intellectual but that's you right. and I I agree with you I I try harder to be better every day too and I think this whole COVID thing has really humbled me a lot it's been hard for me and um I just every day wake up wanting to just be of service as well because I know that what's coming is going to be even harder for people we both know we know we've we know enough to know what's happening and, and same with a lot of this audience and just how can we be of service? So I really appreciate what you're saying here. And I'm glad that you were able to transcend this situation. I know it's going to be hard going forward. <laughs> not quite. I know. Quite I know. Yet, so. I know it's going to be hard, but you're, you're attempting to, and you're intellectually <gasps> honest enough to know, you know, to do that. And you're wise enough to be able to get through it. But then you're not going to let this happen to you again. And at least if you do it once, you turn it into a journalistic <laughs> endeavor. I mean, what the heck? And you know, you're going to learn because you can't learn from it unless it happens to you. And then we can see really what they lied. They lied all the way along the way, and then they use people. And and if you thought Pfizer was the one sponsoring it, would you ever be involved? <laughs> oh, the answer to that: they lied. No, even even the Atlantic, even being told the Atlantic and to have these people parading as journalists. And it's like, oh, you know, tip number one, you want to you want to learn about your subject? Maybe you should meet them in person. Right. Well, they acted like, like the Atlantic was the main person that or the main institution or magazine that put it on. And but yet you didn't even know they were involved. And then the other thing is no, they didn't I, invite I did you to the opening. They didn't invite all the people or send involved. send me a screener. They, <laughs> didn't, they, didn't, they didn't invite any of you. I mean, no. how low can they be? It's incredible. If they were really trying to do fair, open, honest recording and journalism and not take advantage of people, don't you think you guys would have been involved and would have felt okay about it as well? But it, it's so obvious. I, I want to say also, there was a, a colleague that had said, why are you so censored? You're not that big. She didn't even realize that she said it. It was kind of mean. But, you know, to just say, 
if I'm standing here as someone who was literally hit by an SUV and dragged 50 feet and reverse lupus and is doing the deep dives and also spiritual to be like, it's possible. I'm 49. I, I, you can do this. You need to honor your body and I'm espousing health. Right. So of course there's a whole bunch of reasons, but more so number numero uno is I blew the whistle on Bayer. Okay. This is, I was told early on and I was naive, Sarah. I was told, oh, you're, this was an entomologist at the time for Florida. He then went on to work for Monsatan, which got purchased by Bayer for $666 billion. And now is he's basically now working for the company that I blew the whistle on. And he says to me, you better watch your tires. Yeah. And uh, because money is the most when important I... thing to us. And... But you're the grifter. No, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm the grifter. I'm the grifter. And uh, there were hundreds of people that they went after under Project um, Operation Quack Hack because I dared to use the word prevention. They're making it sound like, oh, quick, the coronavirus, let's make some money. Let's start selling some silver. Let's also tell the, right. the, so the audience that liars and whores. The silver, like people are like, oh, yeah. I've taken, I've taken colloidal silver. I don't sell colloidal silver. I sell super chelated 4,000 PPM silver. The man PhD who created this silver, he graduated from Duke University, also Tavistock. He is not able to conduct independent studies. Why? Because the Fouchster is on the Doris Duke Foundation as chair. Doris Duke, by the way, is big tobacco. Who funds, who are one of the funders of Doris of Duke University? Billy Boy Gates. And so just like you're referencing chlorine dioxide, silver is also used by the army, is also used by the EPA. It is the original antimicrobial. It has kept me personally off of antibiotics for a decade plus. I swear by it. And I would never leave home without it, without it. But I didn't do anything differently. I was already selling this. And so, the, you know, just like they went after NAC because it's against, it works against a venom. It's super important to the liver. And more so, they're trying to patent it. As soon as they patent it, it'll be really out there. And then suddenly, because they can make money, suddenly everybody will know its benefits. Well, that's ex yeah, exactly. That's what they did. And let's keep in mind, if they do patent it, it means that they've isolated and synthesized, which means it's yeah. synthetic. It no. does not beat what God makes. It does not beat what God makes because it's synthetic. It's fake. And we know that they're creating a synthetic world and this is in motion i mean the fact that the now the the executive order that just came out on biotech where it literally says that they're going to rewrite the circuitry of ourselves using nanotech yeah that's incredible and they think that just because you copy you copy the the thoughts of somebody's brain 
and put it in a computer doesn't mean that you're actually putting their essence in there. It makes no sense. It's a copy. It's like just doing a copy of their thoughts versus the essence of who they are. So the fact that they think that they can do that is just amazingly dumb. Now, if they connect us as a node on the internet and get us in there and we're constantly on there, then our essence is on there, then that's different, but we're going to die. And I don't think you can, you can transfer someone's essence or their energy or their soul. You know what I'm talking about? That is beyond their grasp. Some people think they can do it, but I haven't seen any evidence of that. None. Well, maybe people don't have essence. I was thinking of the word essence in that, did they capture my essence in this series? And also yesterday I was going to bed and I was thinking about the all seeing eye on the dollar bill and as a symbol, the third eye. And we know that they want to play God. They want to be God. They do not believe in God. So consider the all-seeing eye when everything is tracked and traced ad nauseum. And they are God. And if you falter, not only will you lose social credit score, you, you will be ostracized for not following in line and being another carbon copy. Because I say, oh, you think... You think you, you're you an individual, but you haven't individuated. The only thing that sets you apart is your effing purple hair. You are That's a carbon right. copy of everybody else. <laughs> I do you not choose. purple hair. Yeah, I do not choose to be. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm individual. But you're not, you know? So... Yeah, that's a very good point that you bring up. They're not capturing essence. Will, but they, I think they want to reduce us, this whole non-binary thing. This is all with the languaging, right, Sarah? This is a this is a 10-year plan, right? We are frogs. Some of us have the wherewithal to have vision and to see the trajectory in which where this is going. But they're making incremental, incremental little baby steps where you will be genderless and you will be happy. It is part of it, just like the transgender is part of the transhumanist agenda. And people are still not awake to this merging of man with machine because, I don't know, they haven't seen Uval yet telling us that we are useless eaters, we are hackable animals. Yeah, I don't think they understand. I don't think they can comprehend that this could be real. You know, there's a disconnect between what you hear and what you can absorb as saying, yeah, they really want to do this. And it's also because the politicians are just liars. I mean, they're just, it's like they're, the politicians are asleep at the switch. What they're really doing and what the politicians are talking about are completely disconnected to what's going on. And people just tie it, just follow it. Like they're mesmerized. And it comes back to that two-party system. You know, I do think that their people are fighting for a lot of the good causes, but don't they realize that the politicians never, ever do what you want them to do? And isn't there a point where it's just a complete joke? Yeah, I, I, I think um, I think the key here is that people are giving 80% truth. They're keeping people in the hope opium zone i get it you know the experiment tim pool talks about this experiment a lot the the mice that were drowning 
and then they take the mice and they put them on land and then they can go for another 16 hours. And this is part of the destabilization. You mean they could go for another 16 hours of being in drowning kind of thing? Drowning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they, they can, because you've given them a sense of hope and it is, it is a testament of how adaptable we are, how accepting we are, because, you know, next, you know, it's, it's, it's already almost October. Time is collapsing. There is a acceleration that is going on and you're right. People don't realize what the end goal is of this transhumanist agenda because it's still sci-fi to them, even though the Holly, Holly weird is more and more showing us this black goo. There's still, you know, I have these arguments with Zach because from the get-go, I believe that something with the Cinco Geo is parlaying with some of Charles Lieber's nanotech. I still, it's three years later, I believe it more than ever. I didn't know about the graphene oxide then. But there is enough patents and evidence to show. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not sci-fi. The future's here. And But I do think that we can create a parallel universe of freedom, parallel society. And we just have to have the confidence to do it. We can do it. And we just have to have say, I'm, I'm not participating in that. And we're going to, it'll be different and we can build it up and we can have a lot of great things, but we will not participate in your view. We will not be on some virtual world. We'll have our own world. It might be more like 1980s, but we'll be doing that. And we could eventually build it back up to how we want. We have a lot of ability and scientists and technology. We can build it to what we want, but it'll be pro-human. Yeah, pro-human for sure pro human i mean it is an exciting time i would say i would say it's no it's no accident if you probably look at your life yeah, you've I probably been training yeah. for this or all these i things, feel it you know? yeah yeah and 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 i don't know if the commonality i mean honestly sarah if it wasn't for the community you know, for Sean SGT, for you, for Corey Diggs, for Zach, for, for this community that has emerged of people who are like-minded. It's too bad that we're not in a communal land because, you know, solutions, I know you offer a lot of solutions and it is very important, but we have to, I believe, excuse me, work together. Like, one of the symbols of the Masons, ironically, is the honeybee, because they want the hive mentality in, you know, there's a positive aspect, right, and a negative aspect, you can look at depending on your perception, your perspective. So the on, on the negative side, they pay ode to the honeybee because of the hive mentality, worker, you know, working with one mind. But at the same time, if you cross pollinate and if you look at the bees and how industrious they, they are, like me alone, which I learned speaking out on a plane will just get me on a shit list and I won't be able to fly, right? There's no benefit. We have to do it together. Yeah, we have to do yeah. it together. <laughs> we have to do it united. But I, I think that the millions of people that 
follow us and believe and and we follow them. I follow them. Um, I don't know who is following who, but my point is, is that there's a lot of like-minded people and I don't think we can do it without them. And, and hopefully we're just bringing, I'm an information uh, conduit for others who are getting things done as well, because we need so many of the people who are listening and, and involved in this to be action oriented to, and be part of our parallel free society. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why also it's not only censorship, right? I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen told us, I think it was 2019, you will have freedom of speech, but you won't have freedom of reach. So in one of the articles that says I'm a eco chamber podcaster, not a hard hitting investigative yeah. journalist, how is that an admission? How did I get into an echo chamber if it wasn't for big tech effery and messing with the algos? How did I get that there? So, yeah, well, we just have to figure yeah, out how to get beyond uh, it. Thus the lawsuit and other things that we're doing because it's hurting humanity. Again, there's more of us than them. We just have to say enough is enough and just not, we're done. This is not happening. But thank you so much. How can people follow you? They need to be reading your articles and doing, you know, thank you're you. doing such, you really are one of the few legit journalists out there. I mean, you are doing amazing uh, research you. and getting things out of your George Floyd That's stuff. I mean, it's just amazing what you're doing. So people should follow you. So what, where can they? I want to say also, I've been always like, I, I grew up really a nerd and picked on and really had to find my voice but I became you know I'm the usually the first one on the dance floor and then it gives people it frees them up to be able to follow and so I know there is a real reason why they need to shut me up because I can inspire and influence and educate and empower um, I continue to work on this George Floyd book. I'm very anxious to get the documentary and the book out to move on with my life. There's another trial that is around the corner. And um, so I ask people to please support me to bring this book out. It will be the juiciest book. Uh, for instance, I've just discovered, I found links between the World Economic Forum and Derek Chauvin. And I will prove everything and I need to be safe. I, I don't know why I'm obsessed and want to get this out, but this was the event that ushered in the color revolution. If people can support my work at give, send, go, Miriam forward slash Miriam Hinane, you can find my work now. I've just launched my website, MiriamHinane.com. So M-A-R-Y-A-M as in Mary h-e-n as in nancy e-i-n as in nancy.com and i thank you sarah for all the work that you're putting out there for people to also inspire and educate them and for giving me a voice and for not watching shadowland which is probably overall a piece oh, of trash i watched two-thirds of the first episode where you were the front cover <laughs> I'm like, i can't do this Oh, yeah. Can I say that also? I am the headline is let them hang with me and a bullhorn. I have never said let them hang. 
I've never said that. I don't espouse violence. Can you sue them for um, defamation of character because you never said that and they put it on the front cover like you did? They're not supposed to do that. That you could do, but you know, you're going to be suing Pfizer and the Atlantic who have. Well, yeah, Pfizer just sponsored the Atlantic Festival. I don't know where they got their money to make this. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if I if Joe shows up for the interview. Of course, I want to be level headed and mature and not vitriolic. And perhaps the fact that I'm so raw and authentic is being used against me because I'm not manicured and wearing face diapers <laughs> on top of face diapers, you know, masks on top of masks. So anyway, you could you could find me on MiriamHinane.com. Please, please check out the project with George Floyd. I, I'm I'm very anxious to birth this and move on with my life. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for, stay strong. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I'll keep on keeping on. I, I suggest everyone, you know, we, we rest and then we keep on, keep on going. 